Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Duke All-American, uh, former NBA first-round pick, Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we had a, a tough uh, tough one, uh, closer than expected, but outside of that, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, the Notre Dame game, right? Yes. Uh, that's what we're going to break down today. Uh, on this episode, uh, we're going to break down how Duke responded to the Virginia experience. Uh, and all that went with that <laughs> we're going to talk a lot of kyle filipowski yes, yes. a lot from uh no points to 22 points 22 and, uh, he showed a lot of toughness and moxie and all that we're going to get into that a lot today uh we're going to look forward to saturday's game at syracuse uh up at the up at the not it's not the carrier dome anymore it's uh named after a wireless company, whatever they paid the money. They're going to pay somebody else to say that. So, um, <laughs> but it's, it's always going to be the carrier dome to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Up in Syracuse. Uh, which, that's all I am with uh staple center, you know, still staple center is not the crypto arena. Yeah, exactly. Staple center, but yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, you didn't get a chance to play in the carrier dome. We were talking about a little bit off, off, yeah, offline I didn't. here. I'm, unfortunately I did not. Like I said, I was telling you how cool it looked on TV. I wanted to actually be in there. Cause like, it seemed like it's like a frosted see-through type, you know, dome part. Yeah. And it just seemed like, you know, everybody wearing orange and, you know, it looked, you know, live and vibrant in there. So, but they came in after I already left uh, at Duke. Yeah. They came in the ACC 2013. I think it was the first year they were, they came in the league at that time. So um, uh, that was a, uh, a, the latest expansion of the league. But um, I will remind everybody that uh, speaking of sponsorships and everything, uh, the Believe in Duke podcast has been sponsored, as always, by BetOnline.ag. Uh, BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC and MMA and more. Yes, football's over, but uh, you can still bet uh, college basketball, pro basketball. We're getting ready for March Madness next month. Lots of uh, action available at BetOnline. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores, for almost any sport or game imaginable, Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Duke really had, uh, we mentioned earlier, had to, uh, it was a, a mental hurdle as much as a physical hurdle to get past that loss at Virginia and, uh, and play Notre Dame on Tuesday night. Notre Dame's not a great team. Um, Mike Brazen is last year coaching the Irish coach K came to the game. We're going to talk about that too. Right, uh, first right. time coming to a game this year. It was for Mike Bray. He had to celebrate his uh, departure, his the end of his time at Notre Dame and everything. But, uh, but for the blue devils uh, and we, on our last episode, we addressed this a little bit, but you have a game like that. You, you have a, a possible win stolen from you. Because uh, the officials made an error, uh, not a judgment call, but an interpretation of the rules error, which is a cardinal sin. It should not happen uh, on officiating, but it did. Uh, John Shire on Monday met, met with us on online uh, uh, in, the, in the ACC call with all the coaches 
expressed how angry he still was, how angry the team was. Uh, but yet they were able to put that aside. You know, Philip Flip had uh, hurt his ankle a little bit on the last play, had to get an MRI, went through treatment, didn't get to practice much uh, on Monday. But he came out Tuesday and scored 22 points. Uh, his resiliency was really a factor in that win, and it kind of led the team. The team kind of needed to follow his lead, and boy, they did it, didn't they, Sheldon? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, first of all, it was great to see Coach K back uh, and Cameron, you know, uh, after almost a full year, you know, of not seeing him, you know, close to the sideline. But it was good to see him uh, and uh, Mickey uh, being there, you know, supporting the, the Blue Devils. So it was pretty cool uh, watching that happen. Obviously, with the ties with Mike Bray, um, I'm still not understanding that whole thing because he said he's retiring from Notre Dame, from Notre Dame. But not from coaching. Right. So I, I was kind of confused when I read that headline, like, you're retiring, but you're, but you're not retiring. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, it was time for him to go from Notre Dame. It's kind of weird. okay. So you know, he's been so, there 23 years. Time for a fresh voice. They're not playing very well. Yeah, but he's 63. He's got some, you know, he's still got, some he still to the tank. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. And uh, the fact that uh, this team was supposed to be two and 12, I was like, where? Like, yeah. like I know everybody plays hard against Duke. You know, that's the one game that they actually gonna play. You know, hard against all the time. And I'm looking at this team and I'm like, they play hard despite the record, despite having a record like that, two and 12, they play really, really hard. And I'm looking at the game and I was a little bit disappointed with how Duke um, was 15 minutes ago in the second half where we're up 14 or 15 points. And I'm thinking, right, we're about to break it open, you know, go ahead and just stump on them and get it out the way. And then all of a sudden, the senior from uh, off the bench, Dane uh, Goodwin, yeah, he goes off with like seventeen straight. I'm like, hold on, what is that? What what is going on? Like, where does this guy come from? <laughs> exactly. Like he he comes down, he's hitting all kinds of crazy shots. He needed like a left hand scoop layup. Yeah. I'm like, yo, he, he what is this kid doing right now? And the fact that you know he really had it going, and all of a sudden gave life to a team that didn't deserve to have life. And all of a sudden, like Coach K used to always say, the basketball guys, you know, when you play the right way, things start, you know, happening for you. And they were happening for their, their team where they cut to the game, I think, it, all, almost down to two. I think they it got was, down to one. one point late in the, in the, yeah, the yeah, last one. Minute. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we're in a dogfight now. And yep. a two and 12 team should not be in a dogfight with, you know, a team that's supposed to be coming out off of a, a game that was stolen from us. So we already supposed to be pissed and mad and whatever else. Yeah, and granted, flip. He came out and he set the tone early for us. He came out. He had back to back shots. Uh, I think it was a, a, a two and a three. Mm -hmm. And you can see he was very aggressive. Like, hey, I know I did not score the last game, but I'm here now. I'm making my presence known, and we're gonna go get this uh, W. And I was very proud of Flip how he, he kind of took that, especially for a young guy. Yeah, how he took onus of I I let my team down, even though that we had some stuff that was kind of going against us, but I'm taking the power in my own hands and this is what I'm going to do. And he led the way with us um, for us uh, for 22 points last game. Yeah. That was a big time move by flip big, big time play, big time, big time performance, really not just one play, but to bounce back from that and to be so, um, I mean, I, you know, again, we sh I shared last episode in the post game locker room, talking to him at Virginia and he was so down and so despondent about, the way he played, the way it was stolen from him, whatever. Um, and but you know, late in that game, and Shire missed this a couple times, uh, late in the Virginia game, 
even though he wasn't playing well, he made that back cut on that on that play to get open to go to the rim. Um, when you know he could have just sulked and hung out by the three point line or what, he was still playing hard, hundred percent hard. So that kind of right, carried right. over into this game, right? Um, right. and and of course, you know, he had the ankle sprain that happened on that play. He played overtime, but you know, it kind of felt bad the next day. He couldn't hardly walk on it. Um, got some treatment, you know. Jose Fonseca, man, he does some magic stuff uh, at Duke. He does, man, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the other end of that as well, but you know, Jose does a great job. <laughs> Shout out to Jose. <laughs> yeah, man, best cut man in BB. That's his uh, yeah. Twitter handle. Yep. He knows what to do. Um, Flip didn't get. He didn't do much. He was walked better on Monday, but still didn't practice. And they kind of went through the walkthrough Tuesday morning of the game of the of the game, and they thought he could go. He played the whole game. Um, if he was hurting, he didn't show it. He. He, he fought through it uh, just really, and I wrote this uh, in the paper and online, that uh, that resiliency is what he can lead the team with that. They can follow him. I know he's not the captain. Jeremy's the captain. That's not a knock against Jeremy. But just the way he played uh, in that situation when he could have sulked for two or three more games and felt bad about this and that. And uh, and, and uh, as Shire said, if he didn't want to play Tuesday, they wouldn't have made him because he was hurt. He could have said, I need to sit this out. I need to rest. I'm he wanted he to be didn't. out there. I'm glad he didn't. I mean, uh, he was what, 9 for 16 with 22 points. I mean, uh, we only had two guys, actually, that had double-figure um, points. Yes. So if he did not play, it could have been a different story for us. You know, like, it, it was that – he was that big of a uh, part of – especially with the offensive end for us. And um, we saw a little bit from um, uh, Whitehead. You know, yep. he goes three for three, I think, uh, from three in the first half. And then all of a sudden, you know, we didn't hear much from him. But I want to say from a guy that we did not expect, Mark Mitchell hitting a big, crucial corner shot. You know, I've been uh, hearing uh, the staff saying that this guy comes in before practice and after practice shooting 100 um, corner threes every single day. Mm -hmm. Even though he's not a, a great three-point shooter, he's been working on it every single day before and after practice. And then all of a sudden, something like this happens where it shows his hard work is paying off. So I want to say give a shout out to Mark Mitchell because like one, we really needed that that big basket for us. <laughs> and then two, just for his personal growth, having that happen in the big time game when we needed him, you know, it was a great uh, drive. I think it was Jeremy that drove um, the basket mm -hmm. and then he, he collapsed it and it left Mark Mitchell wide open, which he's not a three-point shooter and he made him pay. So it was a great job seeing that happen for Mark and I'm happy for him in his growth. It's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because – um, I talked about Flip's resili resiliency. Mark Mitchell showed it too, because uh, since the calendar year turned to 2023, he had been one out of 10 from three leading into that game. And so he could have gotten down. You know, you start thinking, I'll be hes hesitant a little bit. But when that play happened, that's when Duke was up by one point. It was 66-60. Um, I'm sorry, 63-62 was the score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's an open three. Of course, Notre Dame left him open. He's not been shooting well. Right, Something's got to right. give, right? Right in front of the Duke bench. Uh, Shire loved it that he got the pass and he was into his shot. Like as soon as it was coming, no hesitation. And None he drilled it. Yeah. And that, that ended the game essentially. You're up by four or 10 seconds to go. If he misses that, you know, Notre Dame's got a chance to win it and steal a game. Uh, so just really props to, to Mark again for his work and for his approach to that. Um, again, these are, you know, you know, Flip had the big game with 22 points. But you just mentioned it. Whitehead had three big shots in the first half. Mitchell hits that shot in the second half. Um, you know, Roach had a couple of baskets here and there. 
everybody, you know, Proctor hit two free throws late uh, again after Notre Dame scored again, you know, down at the other end uh, to make it a four point game at, uh, final. Um, little pieces here and there. We're starting to see this team. They're not perfect. John said that many times. He said it again last night to us that they're not perfect by far, but he likes the work. He likes the pieces that are here that if they can accentuate all of them going into March, they could have something special going on. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, um, we still have to take care of our own for the rest of the season, but I do like the fact that we're still showing growth uh, this late in the year. And the fact that we can have a chance to be in a really good spot because we're coming on late in the year, we can maybe potentially upset some people in the tournament because of we may not have the high ranking that we normally have when we go into the tournament. And now all of a sudden we are healthy and we're playing well. I'm not sure if I want to be a top seeded team that has, you know, has to match up with Duke, you know, the second round of the tournament, you know, yeah. that early. If you're, you know, let's say Duke is a six seed, right? Right now they're kind of slotted six, seven, somewhere in that for the NCAA tournament. So <clears throat> Duke's going to be in the six eleven game. A lot of upsets happen there. But if I'm an 11 seed, I really don't want to see Duke, right? And then again, right. if they win that, you're probably going to play a three seed. If I'm a th- again, I'm a three seed. Uh, if, if Duke's playing like they're playing now, yeah, not that early. <laughs> that's not who you want to line up with in, in the second right. round, right? So, right, right. Um, it's not it's not going to be in Greensboro. I'm pretty sure of that because they they haven't played it well enough to to be close to home. So it could be anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. Maybe Orlando is one of the spots I'm kind of hoping for. Orlando, but we'll see. It could be <laughs> Albany. It could be Des Moines. Well, whatever. We'll we'll make it work. But um, right, right. But yeah. But that that that's a good point. Like they're they're going to be probably underseeded a little bit depending upon how they finish here. They got five regular season games left and then the ACC tournament. Uh, but Saturday's game at Syracuse is a big step for them um, because only two road wins in the ACC right now, two and six. They have two road games left, Syracuse and Carolina. Uh, Syracuse is is not looking like a tournament team, although they're nine and six in the conference. So they're tied with Duke right now as far as the standings go. Uh, it's going to be a tough game up at the up at the dome. They just got done beating NC State the other night, so they got that two three zone man. If you're not shooting well, they can make it a long day. Yeah, and that's the one thing that kind of scares me because you know with our shooting has been you know so up and down this year. It's going to be interesting to see how we attack that zone, and hopefully we can start throwing the ball up to the square to uh, lively and have him kind of dunk a few times to kind of make them kind of collapse. And then hopefully we have our guys, you know, shooting uh, the ball well and kind of open that thing back up. But as for us to go into um, a, a, a team that's known for pretty good 2-3 zone, mm-hmm. we got to be aggressive and hopefully no slip-ups like we did, you know, with the 15-minute mark uh, against Notre Dame. Right. And, uh, you know, Syracuse has Jesse Edwards, the big center. Uh, he's one of the best shot blockers in the conference, kind of anchoring that in the back. And Shire kind of mentioned last night, uh, he was saying that uh, it's more like everybody says it's 2-3, which it is, but they've tweaked it a little bit. Their wings are a little taller, so it's kind of more like a 2-2-1 with Edwards in the back. And so they really, you're right, they really collapse. You know, usually you get somebody in the middle of that zone. I would think it'd be Flip, right? He's a pretty good passer. Right. Um, right. Have him up there and have Lively down low and have that post, post-to-post game going when he's in there. Uh, but if they're going to collapse like that on Flip, he's going to have to make the passes, which... He's shown sometimes this season he's been able to do other games he hasn't. Virginia had some turnovers doing that, but if he's on, if he can, if he and Lively can can get that passing game going, uh, that's going to help a lot. And then of course, 
there's going to be open threes on the wings uh, sometimes. And that's the, the soft spot of the zone that of course they want you to shoot three pointers because they, you know, you're, that's a lower percentage right. shot. Right. Uh, maybe Whitehead can get going there. Maybe Proctor can go in there, but that's how they're going to have to probably attack it. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, but the bottom line is just them being aggressive. I mean, we got to have them kind of be able to um, take care of the ball one, mm. which we did a better job the, you know, this past game. We can't have any more 20 plus, you know, turnover games. And, you know, that's so many times of shooting us, you know, ourselves in the foot over and over again and we still have a chance to be in the game. Just imagine if we just kind of cut that out, yeah. how much different the season will be, you know. So that's another thing, too. If we just kind of cut those uh, term- turnovers out and uh, Flip kind of recognizes that if knowing where the collapse, the double team is coming from, he don't have to predetermine his passes like he did against uh, Virginia where the guy was just sitting there and just waiting. I mean, that was the right pass. But they were waiting for that. And yeah. the fact that they didn't have anybody cutting, kind of take that man off a little bit, even the step, then it'd be a little bit, you know, better of a pass to, for that cross court, you know, wing shot. But hopefully uh, this uh, this one, they kind of looking at the um, the tape and he knows where the actual double team is coming from. And he knows where I can and cannot, you know, predetermine, you know, wherever the pass going to go to. Yeah, you can't just turn and throw without – I know he's right. trying to be quick and be, you know, right. Uh, right. fluid. But yeah. uh, they they scout too. Virginia scouted very well. They knew right where where to position yeah. the guy to steal that, and uh, he, uh, he's going to have to adjust. And um, that that's the way it's going to have to be. Proctor, um, uh, talk about protecting the ball. It was great. Duke only had I think it was eight turnovers against Notre Dame. Eight, eight, yep. Yeah, I will say Notre Dame nationally is one of the worst teams at producing turnovers. Um, their 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 defense was not very aggressive for the season. I think they're like like 360 and 363 and like turnover percentage or something, you know, uh, defensively, offensively, they don't turn the ball over very much. So it's one of those teams that's, they just shoot the ball a lot. They don't, there's no turnovers in their games, which is, that's good. It's a cleaner game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I say that just to give some context. Like, I don't think, I mean, I can't declare the turnover problem fixed yet, especially just one game, especially against that team. Uh, so we'll see, we'll get a better uh, idea Saturday because that, that zone, they they create turnovers. That's that's what they do. They make they trap you and force you into bad passes. So uh, that's going to be important. And uh, but again, if Duke can play the defense like they have been, uh, keep them out of the lane. Um, you know, Joe Girard is out there on the perimeter. He's a good shooter. Don't have to worry about him. And of course, Edwards inside. But uh, Duke should be able to match up well defensively against them with their height. Every every game Duke goes into really, uh, maybe not Purdue with seven foot four. Zach Eady, but uh, yeah, yeah. for the most part, <laughs> they should be able to match up pretty well defensively. And I think that's that's they're going to have to make their bread and butter there, and then hope they can make enough shots to win. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. I mean, uh, for them, you know, it looks pretty even across the board. You know how the matchup, uh, you know, comes across from point guard all the way down to the center. It just is going to come out, come down to like who wants it more. You know, where both teams have the same record, both teams are looking for a win. Uh, we need another win, you know, so it's a very important game for both of us, you know, especially for them trying to fight to get into the NCAA tournament because they, you know, maybe first four out right now. Yeah. But the fact that, uh, you know, we got to go into every game that this is going to be like, you know, a championship game for us because we have to win. We have to win. And that's, that's, that's that has to be our mindset throughout the whole time. It has to be. I have to make up for some of those losses last month. Some of the losses yeah. that, that uh, you know, at Virginia Tech, uh, it, it, go down all of them. But uh, there have been some losses on the road that uh, that have dinged Duke, and they're going to have to, if they want to get 
firstly back up into the top four of the ACC to get that double bye into Thursday uh, to make that an easier week, and then um, uh, and then you know improve your national seed for the following week. Five regular season games left. Good thing is three of them are home. Three of them are at Cameron. Um, after this Syracuse game, they have a uh, quick turnaround, but it's Louisville on Monday night, which um, that shouldn't be a problem, but uh, especially at home. But we'll see. Louisville played Virginia tough last night, right? Yeah, yeah. Three-point game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you never know. I mean, ACC, you never know. So I, I didn't think, uh, you know, the Notre Dame's going to be a good game. Um, you know, a close game, should I say. Right. But uh, – why not being a, a guy I'll come off the bench 17 in a row and all of a sudden that's right now. Like, whoa man <laughs> you never know you never yeah. know yeah so after Louisville the Duke plays Virginia Tech the follow on the following Saturday at home that'll be one I'm sure they want to get that to get revenge, revenge on losing game. revenge game losing, that's always revenge man Duke hardly ever loses the same team twice in a year so um that's it and then after that I don't get ahead of here a little bit but then after that talk about revenge NC State comes to Cameron so yeah uh, that's yep. a whole heaping of revenge there on that one so it should they should not have any any problems with motivation. You know, like they should right. have no problem. Like, hey, replay the last game y'all played against them. And that should be enough motivation right there. And yes, just the first Shire, half, right? Yeah, Shaw shouldn't half. have to say anything. But hey, <laughs> just look at your faces, look at your weight, your body language, and look at the score. Right. Boom. Absolutely. So we'll have uh we'll have another edition of the of the podcast coming up on Monday. Uh, to uh, to preview the Louisville game, we'll talk about we'll break down the Syracuse game from Saturday. Talk about Louisville and a little bit, little bit about the week ahead as they get ready for Louisville and, and Virginia. Two important home games next week, but have to take care of business up at the uh, up at the dome in, in uh, Sy- Syracuse on Saturday night. Sheldon, uh, another great episode. Appreciate uh, all your insights and everything. It's fantastic. Uh, appreciate all of our listeners uh, that listen yep, to us yep. every week. Uh, we love the growth of the show. Uh, appreciate Bet Online for sponsoring the Believe in Duke podcast. So. Um, yeah, that's it for this week's edition, or for this, shouldn't say this week, this edition, uh, yeah, yeah. as we get ready for, uh, we talk about the Irish, being the Irish and getting ready for Syracuse as Duke gets ready for five games left in the regular season. So join us again on Monday for the next edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.